You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Were you surprised that I had Marvin Mims as my number one waiver wire pickup for this week? No. I mean, we've been talking about Marvin Mims. I know you were you weren't like huge on Marvin Mims this offseason, but you talked about, you know, I know you Jerry Judy had the injury and Tim Patrick went down. First it was Tim Patrick went down, and you were like, oh, Marvin Mims, you know, he could have some opportunity here. You know, now he's a wide receiver three, and then Jerry Judy goes down. Now he could be wide receiver two. I'm feeling it. And I, I think yeah. it makes sense to have him here. I'm surprised that he's even on waivers given, you know, Jerry Judy's status. I don't think this is like a one week thing for Judy, but that's just me. I'm not a doctor. It doesn't seem like it. And I'll tell you why it wasn't super high on Marvin Mims. The analytics, if you watched, if you look, if you if you read the rookie draft kit, he had high points everywhere, right? Like he was like very highly graded. He was highly, he was like as highly graded as Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, and those guys. Why wasn't yeah. he why was his overall grade low? Because this draft kit came out before the NFL draft, and I was not expecting round two draft capital. Right. Right. This was somebody who was expected to go round three or later, potentially day three. But all the models were showing that, like, this this is not what should happen here. He ends up getting taken in round two by Sean Payton, trades up to get him. Okay, so if Marvin Mims is available on your wire, like I'm doing what I can to put him in my roster. Jerry Judy, like you like you like you alluded to, like he might be out for a couple weeks. Right. He could be back by week three, week four. And when there's opportunity for a young wide receiver that we already like, the analytics loves him. He was one of my favorite prospects in this class who I didn't expect to see round two draft capital again, right? Uh, if, you, if you look at Fantasy Life's wide receiver rookie supermodel, uh, it also has him pretty high. And I don't want that wide receiver on the waiver wire. Uh, he needs to be on my roster. So you might be asking why I'd want him, you know, if Judy's going to eventually come back, right? Well, what if Mims turns out to be good? Right. Like this is just the right process, in my opinion, to have this guy on your roster in this type of situation. So Judy, he can still come back. Right. And all of a sudden it's Judy and Mims as the fantasy relevant wide receivers on this team, potentially. Right. Or not. And it's still Judy and Sutton, potentially. Or Mims is the best wide receiver on this roster at some point because of injury or not. Right. Now, that might be a small chance. Right. But we play towards that high end range of outcomes when the price is this low. Right. So there's some upside here. I don't want to miss out on, uh, especially because he's going to be on the field a lot, regardless, given the Tim Patrick injury. Right. Even if Judy comes back, 11 personnel, Judy will likely be in the slot, uh, but he can see a little bit of slot action. He, he's probably going to be a flanker with Sutton as a primary X. So I, I, I'm liking Mims, man. If he's available, he's hard to pass up on right now. Right. There's all different ways they can use him, but I agree with your approach to the waivers 100%. You just can't just leave a guy that's going to potentially be a wide receiver too on a probably good offense. You know, obviously they look pretty bad last season, but I think Sean Payton can fix it. You can't leave that on the waiver wire to be scooped up by someone else after he has his big game. You know, part of the waivers is getting the players before their value spikes and everybody wants them. You know, if you leave him there and he has a big game, you're gonna be, you might be able to land him off the waivers, but even if you do, you're probably gonna be blowing a bunch of your fab to get him right off the bat. You know, you're losing all this fab at the beginning of the season when you could have had him right now. If you wait a week, he has that big game, you're just gonna be losing fab and you might be strapped later on when there's an even more valuable player sitting on the 
on the waiver wire. You know, we saw that with Kenneth Walker last year. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing happens all the time. So you don't want to, you know, cut yourself off and pigeonhole yourself into not getting guys down the line. When you have a guy like this sitting on the waiver wire, you definitely want to take a shot on him. But in Marvin Mims' case, you can't deny the volume that he's going to be stepping into. He looked good in the preseason action he got. And now he's a chance to establish a role for himself in the Broncos' passing game, you know, even once Judy comes back. Remember, guys, like Cortland Sutton, he might be a sleeper this year. You know, there have been positive reports out of camp, but he didn't look irreplaceable last year either. So he's a guy, Marvin Mims, that you can grab right now before he appreciates, like I just said. And we could be talking season-long value if the cards fall the right way. I mean, that's the type of upside you chase on waivers. 100%, man. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of times if you hit early, those are the best waiver wire pickups because, oh, yeah. you know, those are the guys that can help you every single week potentially. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 